Right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm calling from inside your mind. Oh, man. I totally forgot this subplot was a thing. Or I guess actual meta plot, not even subplot. Yes, because this... Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so today's episode is Sick Mind. First aid aired April 30th, 2011, written by Stephen Melching. Previously, uh, wrote several, uh, Beast Machines episodes and, uh, Con Job, as well as part of the, uh, five part premiere. Yay. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of stuff. He certainly did. It's like the, we just keep going with his episodes. I'm in favor of this. Yes. And uh, indeed, this is the rare episode in which we get an explicit title drop. <laughs> yes. So he does indeed say yes, sick do. mind in this. Good job. Good job. So we, uh, we open with uh, Ratchet and Prime once more investigating another ship that has crashed into Earth. Uh, another painted background crash. We're the, we're like the New Jersey turnpike of space. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's so a recurring thing in this show. I, okay, so it starts out with Ratchet mentioning that the the Decepticon ship he was just like running some random tests and happened upon the Decepticon ship which is supposed to be cloaked and hidden mm-hmm. and then also he found this Autobot like distress signal ship crash thing and I'm I'm thinking so does this does this rescue beacon just say totally not a trap <laughs> yeah. Although, shockingly it neither of these are an actual trap yeah it, it's Weird that that is how this works. It, that that never happens. Yeah. Yeah. It really feels like this. Is, I mean, it it's kind of a trap. It's just probably not an intentional one. Yeah. yeah this is this is like that episode of House where it actually was Lupus. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, come on. Some some advice here. If you're a plague ship. If the reason you're setting off a a beacon is because everyone is dying horribly of something super contagious, maybe just don't bother with, or maybe just don't bother with the rescue beacon. Oh yeah, that's part just, of it. Or, or just say, just do not enter. Send your ship into the sun or something. The yeah. standard Doctor Who thing: don't come here. Oh, what does this message say? Let's go find out. Oh, we translated: don't come here. Oh, of course, that's what always happens. Oops. Only they know what the language. It just says, hey, we're here, come. come. It have been there for centuries, and only now do they find it because they were looking for the Deceptic, or they accidentally found the Decepticon ship. It's a weird coincidence start thing. Yeah, sometimes two things just happen. Yeah, but, but the, <laughs> neither anyway, of so them they... is the Decepticon plot is odd. I, I guess yeah. that speaks to um, Starscream's competence as a leader coming up with plans, or lack thereof. Yeah. Aww. Poor Starscream. He tries. I mean, I guess it's kind of a Decepticon plot because, so they get on this ship. It is indeed a plague ship. Everybody is dead and leaking all kinds of gross fluids. 
A plague upon robot your houses. So this this brings me to a very interesting question mm-hmm. involving, you know, like world building sort of stuff. Yeah. So I guess Energon doesn't clot or dry or anything. So, like, do they have some sort of other mechanism for closing wounds? Like, did the wounds just close themselves fast enough to keep them from bleeding out? Um, like, they're all hemophiliacs. I mean, you do hear about them having, like, internal repair systems. Yeah, nano machines, son. Yeah, so I assume they've got something that kind of fixes them up like that. Yeah, I guess they would have to, yeah. because that's, you know worrisome. That's a thing you need. Yes. Indeed, it would have helped a lot, because indeed, one of these corpses just drips a bunch of goop onto Optimus Prime's eyeball. It's dangling from the ceiling! How did that body get up there? How did that body get up there, stay up there during the crash, and then just suddenly fall? I mean, I think the crash didn't kill them. I think they died later. They all look vaguely like Perceptor. Also... I'd, I think it's more like they probably died earlier. Yeah, and then, then it crashed. That's what I thought. Hmm. Anyway. But they, they all look like Perceptor, and it's weird. Kinda. So it turns out they, they had Cybonic Plague. Wait. Uh... I... That, that is, that is not a thing that's from any previously established Transformers no. continuity. It, it, no. It's new, it's nice, but Cybonic... I guess it could have been a far worse name. I'm not just glad it wasn't Cosmic Rust again. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. already did Scraplets. Um, Space Barnacles would have uh, been neat. Speaking but... of Perceptor. Space Madness. <laughs> yes. No, my first thought was, yay, Hate Plague. It's like, oh, you got a silly name, which I guess is better than Hate Plague. Well, and also Hate Plague episodes are never good. No. Hate I I also thought of Hate Plague considering the episode title. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which would have been appropriate for a Hate Plague episode, but it is not actually no. a Hate Plague at all. It's just a regular old plague. Yeah, and just a regular old sick mind. Just a boring plague. And and this doesn't have like any crazy side effects, like it doesn't make Prime go crazy or uh you know Rust away to nothing. He's just like sick and dying. His face is a little rusty. Yeah, it just makes him sick. A little stained. <clears throat> I, and I, throughout the beginning of this episode, I got the feeling like I had never seen this episode. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel familiar at all. And then also, Peter Cullen just kind of sounds hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Which is no He's probably not though. No, I, I assume I can't imagine Peter Cullen ever being hung over. <laughs> Another round is the right of all sentient beings, Barkeep. <laughs> <laughs> After this last drink, one shall stand, one shall fall. Uh, maybe he was drunk during that period when he would do the voiceover for a lot of anime adaptations like Voltron or Macron One. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I gotta get uh, gotta get some booze in me to get through uh, playing these space mice. But but he he's so bo 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 bo. Yeah, he sobered up at some point while doing the voiceovers for Adult Swim and Tsunami. Or wait, no, it was just <laughs> we, we we are not saying that 
No, we're not saying Peter Cullen is drunk. We're just Peter Cullen is a heavy drinker. Going off on a weird tangent because he's done voiceover for a lot of odd. He seems things. like a man who enjo- he seems like a man who enjoys a cold beer after a long day of taking faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Autobots, it's Miller time. I can oh. think of a more robot. Anyway, so in terms of cybonic. Anyway, it turns out the cybonic plague is a, uh, it's an artificial plague. It was made by the Decepticons during the war, and Megatron made it himself. Yeah, wait, so- So, so Energon can also carry viruses? Like, yes. is Energon, does Energon have some kind of biological component? Well, if to that's it? Energon, because- that might be like some kind of other fluid. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it seemed they call it Energon and the, it's the puddle, puddle of it oil, that we see. It's like an oil slick. It's like the rainbow creepiness. Yeah. Which I, yeah, assume is meant to show that it is tainted Energon, yeah. tainted by this virus. Okay, so, bio or whatever Energon is. Okay, so Megatron is a biochemist or mecha chemist or what, cyber Energon chemist or something? He's a man of many talents. Yeah. He is definitely a a Marvel Comics doctor. <laughs> Capital D doctor. Series, yes. I mean, he was kind of like that in uh, on the cartoon, too. Like, he's he? always coming up with evil science stuff. Well, he's coming up with evil science yeah. plans, but like, he was making other people do them. This, this, I, it, it's hard to see Megatron, especially this shark-faced Megatron, in a lab coat with, with goggles on, <laughs> mixing chemicals. I mean, he probably wasn't actually wearing goggles on a lab coat. <laughs> no, robots in lab coats too, are awesome. He's too hardcore for that. But yes, robots in lab coats are awesome, <laughs> as seen in uh, the original G1 pilot, More Than Meets the Eye, where where there are Transformers in lab coats. So anyway, we get right into this, and we're all like, okay, we know where the Decepticon ship is. They might have it in there. We're just bridging RC and Bumblebee right over. Yes. Just get over there. So they... Which is like, oh my god, I guess that's the... I guess that's why the Decepticon base had to be available. Yeah. It's all it's all coming together. Yeah, convoluted conveniences. <laughs> so, so they get into the lab, they can't find a cure for the plague, but what they do find is Megatron's jacked up body. And of course, they thought he was dead. Yes. Because of course, they, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, they're they're not advertising that we have, you know, our leader here, but he's like half dead. So RC's first instinct is, well, better kill him. (laughs) Well, you know. She's such a murder bot. It's Megatron, so. She's just got to murder Yeah, it's like coming across comatose Hitler. (laughs) Yes, that's fair. But no, Ratchet has another plan. You must enter his brain. Sure. <gasps> because they check the computer. RC hacks the computer, which apparently just is doesn't have a password yeah, and, set up or anything. And she complains back there. to Ratchet, don't tell me how to research, which led my mind on a tangent. It's like, wait, did Transformers on Cybertron have to write term papers? Maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe that's part of their academy training. Totally. Because indeed, he knows of a procedure that the Decepticons use, which is illegal, uh, you know, like the Autobots did not use it. 
uh, the cortical psychic patch. Oh, but Ratchet knows exactly how to do it. Yes. Nemo surgery? It kind <laughs> of. It time for Nemo surgery? Order. I mean, it's less that and more Inception. I, well, okay, fine. It's the Matrix. It's Inception. <laughs> so, so uh, Bumblebee beeps Jack me in. <laughs> yeah, RC is all, hey, no, no way. We're not doing this. And Bumblebee's going to do well. Well, as long as it's not me, okay. <laughs> and I think it's here where they note that, like, Megatron's body is damaged, but his sick mind still lives. Oh, I didn't so, even know yes. title, title drop. Again, because my mind yes. was distracted, I was just thinking about Journey to the Center of Megatron. <laughs> nope. Nope, it's time for a title drop. It's it's a real trans-tastic voyage. Yeah, because they're Transformers. No. 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 No, there's gotta be a Anyway, so back, back at the, on the ship's bridge, and they actually call it the Nemesis here, which I think is the only time they ever do it. Oh. If I remember correctly. Or, no, 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 sorry, I think it's the next episode. Anyway, um. We'll get there. Yeah. So Starscream's having a little chat with Knockout, uh, where he's all, you know, you know, I, I know that Megatron is, so Megatron's not coming out of this, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe it would be better if he died. And then maybe, you know, somebody could be my second in command. Yeah, it's so instead adorable of, uh, you to know, see them plotting together. Yeah, instead of, you know, Soundwave, who we both clearly hate. I mean, clearly if you had to work uh, again, with Soundwave, it's... who is like a weird, murder mime who never yeah. speaks you would probably hate him as well yes. he's like the the really really annoying kiss ass co-worker except also terrifying yeah like like the co-worker who uses rules to hurt people but also actually genuinely scary and also has like a bird that he shoots out of his chest <laughs> Well, yeah, yes. it's, it's like a, I I have not had any coworkers with birds that shot out of their their chests. I generally don't. I generally don't trust people who own birds in general. Right? Yeah, bird birds are weird. It's like okay, so he's a by the book rule breaking creepy suck up who's Jason Voorhees. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or well, he's Jason half Voorhees Dwight crossed with a tall man. Yeah, he's half Dwight Schrute, half uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they're uh they're they're quiet well, they're talking ASMRing eat each other. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile Bumblebee inceptions himself into Megatron's mind, and it is like a hellish <laughs> it is a hellish recreation of uh Kaon. Yeah. Yes. I mean it's not that hellish. No, I I assumed it was it's very fairly, it's, it's accurate enough they can recognize it. It's very red lit. Yeah, it, well, lots of oranges and it's like Flame-shaped things, if not overt flames in every scene. Oh, um, why is there the sound of breathing in Megatron's room? Because he is breathing. I know. Well, we saw it breathing before, but but this time they actually have the machine that goes ping. Various other things. But you can hear, like, a ventilator going. Okay, fine. I think it's just kind of supposed to be, like, unsettling. I know, but unsettling, moving, but, like, the ventilator noise, like he's in a hot, it, it's just, 
So weird for the shark-faced robot dude. <laughs> and yeah, it turned- I could absolutely see this Megatron being the kind of guy who would decorate his capital city like that, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, it turns out Megatron is also the kind of guy who just endlessly kills Optimus Prime over and over again in his dreams. Yes. And is perfectly contented with the fact that no matter how many times he kills Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime keeps coming back. Yeah, it's kind of like that, uh, that gap. That's actually desirable. Yeah. Yeah, which is- I mean, I don't think that Megatron entirely knows what's going on here. No, he's sort of in a daze, but like, any other time this, this kind of shit happens to megalomaniacal villains, like, if this happened to Doctor Doom, he would figure it out after killing Reed Richards a couple times. Yeah. But Megatron doesn't. He, he just revels in it. And then forgets yeah. five minutes later when it happens again. And, uh, Megatron, and, like, we, it's nice to have Welker back, and he is super crazy. Oh, this yeah. Megatron, I love this Megatron so much. Best this of is Welker. the best Megatron. I mean, okay. This it, is definitely one of the G1 better Megatron. Continuity-ish Megatron. Well, yeah. yeah. It's the best. The best non-dinosaur Megatron. It's the best evil version of this Megatron. And he, he quickly catches on and notes that Bumblebee is not like the other figments of his imagination. Yeah. Cause he so he knows that, you know, yeah. can't just, he doesn't slice through Bumblebee and Bumblebee doesn't turn to dust like every time he murders Prime. Yes. Which at this point is where I remembered, oh, I did see this episode. I don't like this episode. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he says that, you know, you're, you're not a figment of my imagination. You're, you're not wearing phase displacement armor, and I do not believe in spirits. Yes. <laughs> okay, that line was pretty good. Oh, he's so good. He doesn't believe in ghosts. I like that he specifically says spirits. Yes. So it's very Dickensian. Yes. Yeah. It is. There's, there's more of gravy than the grave about you, Bumblebee. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that that ah! Now I want to see the, the Christmas Carol with Megatron. That'd be terrifying. Well, I mean, it's just him <laughs> trying to murder a bunch of ghosts and then not changing at all. Well, yeah, but it's like also like, like casting the ghost would probably be really easy. I mean, the ghost of future—that's got to be Soundwave. Well, I mean, Starscream has been a ghost in the past. Yeah, that is true. Well, he'd he'd be he'd be the Marley. Ah. Yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> um, past would probably be Optimus, or no, present. I was gonna say mm-hmm. past or, would like, probably just be someone else from his past. I think Optimus would definitely be present. Maybe like Orion Pax? Maybe, or maybe or, well, just some teacher or the, trainer of his the own. The dude from the IDW comics, what the hell was his name? Uh. Ah. I know exactly who you mean in my mind. I guess like pre, like, Terminus. Face Autumn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminus. Yes, it would be someone like Terminus. And then the future would be, I don't know, Galvatron. Or... Well, no, future Soundwave because he's silent death. Yeah, that's fair. Plus he's got a TV head, so he's like Scrooged. The future one can be Rodimus Prime. (laughs) Uh, no, no, Rod- Rodimus would, would be a Cratchit. Yeah. Possibly. No, who would be better? 
Cratchit. I guess Rodimus would be the best Cratchit. <laughs> Tiny Tim, Bumblebee, of course. I mean, the he thing is, the there isn't anybody that Megatron cares about, so it, you can really have somebody who Megatron feels bad Rather about, like, dying of some Dickensian illness. Well, no, that's the thing. I don't think, like, the Christmas Carol probably wouldn't work on most of Megatrons. It's definitely not working on this Megatron. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, the Beast Wars Megatron, that might work. Although we don't know anything about his past. But yeah, no, the, this Megatron is just an insane monster. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> anyway, so back in the real world, um, RC and Bumblebee just sort of have to hide out whilst Starscream, Knockout, and Soundwave come in, where they're, where Knockout's trying to do the hard sell on this whole mercy kill thing here. Yes. They're yeah. trying to convince Soundwave to let they, them pull the plug. Yeah, I mean, would, would Megatron really want to live like this? Yes. A come vegetable. On. And also they're Starscream and Knockout, so it's, it's a pretty fabulous discussion. Yes. But of course, the problem is yeah. that, uh, much, much like, uh, you know, a lot of uh, movies in which you die in the game, you die, you die for real. If you die in Megatron's <laughs> brain, you die for real. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's weird how, like, it's not like he's connected to his mind. It's like Bumblebee's mind has been transferred, downloaded into Megatron. It's right. It's like a it's odd like astral concept. projection. Yeah, sort of. Or like Nemo surgery. But yes. I'm just going to make everything about more than meets the eye slash lost light. That's just how it's going to be now. It's how it's going to be from now on. Oh, another reason I hate this episode, the lines come up again between Megatron and Optimus. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, that, uh, they they are, I guess, not real. So he's trying yeah, to, well, what's the most generic thing Optimus could say? <laughs> what's the most Optimus yeah. thing to say? Okay, I, I guess that does make more sense that, that Megatron thinks Optimus says that all the time. <laughs> sure, yeah, no. And then also later Megatron makes a reference to still functioning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that line, because I love that part. It's, it's just the, the stand fall bullshit. I'm tired of uh. I wonder how worn out this, this writer's copy of Transformers the movie is. <laughs> Uh, well, that's why they have multiple versions in multiple formats. Yeah, I that's have why I no longer have to rely on my old VHS version that the dust cover <laughs> is long destroyed and the actual label on it is getting pretty worn and yeah. Oh, did it ever come out on Laserdisc? I wonder if I could find that. That'd probably be expensive. I think in Japan. Yeah, I think it did in Japan. Ooh, even better. And also even more expensive. So expensive. Yes. Oh my god. <clears throat> so anyway, uh yeah, we're back in the dream world. Uh Megatron, you know, finds out the whole, you know, space bridge explosion happened and now he's in a coma. And he also finds out about uh, you know, uh Optimus, who he's actually kinda of sounds a little concerned about. His hus his old husbando. Well, I mean it's mostly because, you know, yeah. I'm gonna feel you know what. Uh, if anybody's going to kill Optimus, it's going to be me, not some dumb disease. Yes, there's that. Yeah, Bumblebee manages to talk him into it, but but the fact that Megatron is at first really happy that a disease he created is going to kill Optimus Prime. Yes. But, but then Bumblebee boop, boop, boopy beeps at him that wouldn't you rather crush him with your own hands? Yes. It's like, yeah, yeah, I would. 
So if Frank Welker was doing the Bumblebee stuff, does that mean that this is like when Scott McNeil would have arguments with himself? Oh, he's Scott McNeil in it. Oh, oh, I want, I want audio the the unedited beeps. Oh man, just sounds like Fred Jones making a bunch of robot noises. (laughs) Okay, you just found a way to make this episode entertaining for me. (laughs) Just get the original audio. Alright, so yeah, so yeah, they are about to do that, uh, what was it, uh, they're about to do the whole other side of darkness on Megatron here. Yes. That's a, that's a Seinfeld reference. Um. Uh, okay. But Soundwave notes that this cable, this extension cord running from Megatron to behind the machine that goes beep. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, Soundwave only does two things in this entire episode. It's like, one, he points at a wavy line. It's like, yeah, Megatron still has brain waves. Two, he points at a cord running on the floor. He points at things. Done. Yep. Except he well, doesn't. He's got those long arms. He can really, he's really good at pointing. It's true. He, he doesn't have yeah. the finger of death like, uh, Optimus Prime in also a G1 episode where he points at a thing and it's just a weird animation thing. Yes. But it makes something blow up. Yes. So Megatron's all, hey, uh, I've got the cure. Look, I've got it in this glowy cube thing. Uh, but he doesn't realize that they're on candid camera. So Ratchet <laughs> is immediately all, welp, we're done. I got it all. I tape. got what I need. That's it. Pull him out. So. And the, the getting Bumblebee out of it, it is as simple as just unhooking him. Yeah. Which is weird, except for the fact Bumblebee is over in Megatron. Unhooking him, shouldn't that, like, kill him? And I'm like, also isn't not this sure. A Matrix bullshit? And I'm also not sure why it makes, uh, the dream collapse. Yeah, that's, like, there, there has to be a sign to Megatron that something's going on, that, but Bumblebee starts to fade. The fact that there's lightning and explosions in his version of Kaon is odd. It does look super cool, in. though. And it looks great, but it doesn't make sense. And also, it's kind of an inception. The dream is collapsing. Though, <laughs> so first, when <laughs> when Megatron is talking about Optimus dying, and you know, when he's holding this over to bum- over Bumblebee, he's you know saying you'll ha- you have to help me, or Optimus fades to gunmetal gray. I've, I've seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seen the movie? He knows what happens. But have you seen the version where he crumbles to dust? I swear, I saw it. (laughs) Saw it in the theater when I was eight. (laughs) And then they're totally cursing in that movie. Well, there is yes, there is a curse. Two, yeah. I think the the crumble to dust confusion is has to be from association with some other movie where that happens, or they're thinking of Starscream, maybe. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, yeah, because he does turn gray. He, and yeah. he does yeah. turn to dust because he gets, like, super zapped all to oblivion. Yeah. Zapping. Yeah. I, need, I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. So they unplug him. Uh, Bumblebee and RC narrowly escape. While escaping, RC just decides one final insult. just shoots one of the cables that lead to Megatron, and he flatlines. Womp, but womp. indeed, uh, sound... Soundwave is now seen enough, and he just insists that knock, knock it, just plug him back in. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, Megatron is now in a total vegetative state. There's nothing going on in his brain. <gasps> his body is stable, but his those brain waves are gone. Where'd they go? 
hey guys, where'd they go? Yeah, that they call them brainwaves is weird. Yeah. But I mean, like, everybody's saying brain in this. Yeah. I mean, I guess any other word, you make up a word, it would sound stupid. I, I guess you could just say mind, but... Ah. Uh, my mind, no, no, mind waves sound weird. But yeah. they have mind wave. Ah. <laughs> it, it's odd, but I can't think of anything they could wedge in there that would sound not as stupid as brain. Anyway, indeed, Meg- Megatron is no longer in his own body. He's in, uh, he's his superior Spider-Man Bumblebee. <gasps> oh yeah, this is years before that happened. Dun, yes. dun. Dan Slot, you stole this idea. <laughs> and it's totally a thing where, like, the one guy is, like, dying in a hospital bed. Yeah. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, when we saw Octavius in Spider-Man's brain, it didn't look like him with, like, a flashlight under his face, which this does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there with flashlight Like, Megatron has, like, a very Megatron line here at the end. Oh, my goodness, does like, he? I'm out. Or should I say in? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the oh. way he's lit, it looks like he's saying, and on the door handle, there was a hook. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so Megatron's in Bumblebee. Does that make him Mega B now? It's time to row battle. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I think he's uh, he's gonna really enjoy Green Lantern and uh, live in Pittsburgh. Robots for everyone. <laughs> I was just talking about Jamil. Yes, it's also talking about robots. Oh, oh, that's yes. right. Yes, I, I forgot. I was, and yeah, it's a to be continued. And, and I was talking about what uh, my friend Chip said would be my uh, campaign slogan if I were to run for political office. Robots, robots for everyone. For <laughs> <laughs> what was that show about? Did the robots fight? Was it like Pokemon, but robots? I think it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you did sort of build or upgrade your own little Pokemon robots. It was uh, it was a very um, loose translation. Early two thousands. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Mm. It was also based upon a Game Boy game. Ah. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever actually brought over to America. I'm pretty I mean, sure it was. Later games, I think they did, but I don't know about the original. Oh, I don't know. Somehow, I have the original in Japanese, though. Ooh. I guess that would depend on whether, by the time all that was brought over, the original was on a platform that was still current. Yeah, it, it probably Game Boy Advance by the time I think it came over. Yeah. Hmm. I think. The cartoon, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that is it for this week. I, I enjoyed this episode fine. I think the crazy Welkerness really made it for me. <sighs> Oh, man. Yeah, the wilderness is good, but, like, it. this just feels like the middle episode of a three-part episode thing, and, and it's like, it's the connective tissue that, oh, we put Megatron in Bumblebee. There you go. I mean, I guess, I guess the knockout and Starscream stuff. Yeah, like that subplot. Just... I can't remember if that comes back again. And, uh, interestingly, no breakdown at all in the last couple episodes. Aww. Uh, yeah. Well, which, um, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, this, th- th- this episode kind of reminds me of the movies in that it's less than the sum of its parts. Mm. I, I, like I said, I forgot that this meta plot was a thing that happened. Uh, I do, like, I feel like, 
more than meets the eye Megatron versus this Megatron are like the two best directions G1 Megatron can be taken. Either like super crazy evil or like, you know, more than meets the eye Megatron. Uh, so. Well, it just, um, evil by action, not by intent. Yeah. And, you know, I guess Megatron as politician versus Megatron as totally insane guy who's gonna eat all the dark energon. <laughs> so I just, God, I, I love this Megatron so much. He's just, he's amazing. He's so crazy. So yeah, that, that does it for this week. We'll be back next week with the second part of this. Out of his head. I wonder what that refers to. Oh. <laughs> so there might be somebody who's literally in a head. <gasps> like a floating head? Like Sadly, no. Yeah. Uh, a head in a wish. jar? Uh, also no. Not a lot of heads in jars. Herman's head? No, nobody's making references to Herman's head. <laughs> <laughs> literally oh, no one is making references to Herman's oh, head. Probably, there's probably a spike I, I in references it. when Inside Out came out and then none since. <laughs> oh. Damn it, I was, I was going to say I should have made a reference to Inside Out. Yes. Which is just Herman's head. Instead, you expose yourself children. as an old person. <laughs> yes. I still haven't seen Inside Out. Really 23 sure. Skidoo. Uh, but of course, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. And we are... Oh yeah, I keep forgetting to update the Tumblr. We are hosted by iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting and other fees at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. What were you saying, David? Or both of you? Uh, no, we don't have any email, and it's been a while since I've updated the Tumblr. Okay. Whoops. So yeah, um, I, and of course, on Patreon this on Patreon this month for the slim sum of one dollar, you can uh, hear a lengthy discussion between the three of us on the anime classic, The Castle of Cagliostro. It's very pretty. Oh my goodness, so pretty, so pretty, so much smoking. Yes, so pretty, yes. so many cigarettes. Ah. Uh. And, of course, uh, we will be back next week with more Transformers Prime action. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. I can't tell. I might still be in Megatron's head. This top won't stop spinning. <laughs> Megatron! <sighs> okay, do we want to talk for a couple of minutes about, um, uh, but, uh,